Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the not- General Hospital recap. <laughs> it's General Hospital ten still. Yeah. So it's we don't want to rewatch episodes we just watched a couple months ago. Podcasts. And why are we gonna bore you with the same exact conversation that we had just a couple weeks ago? If you want to listen to our opinions about this week's episodes, go back to May. Yeah. But so yeah, July thirteenth through seventeenth was just reruns of I don't know what date. Something in we, May. <laughs> so we decided that we're going to watch Night Shift instead. Finally. So we've never watched Night Shift. Okay, we still need to figure out where to get the second season. I know there's some stuff on YouTube. Right. But I don't know that the whole season is on there. I don't either. So if you know how to get the second season of Night Shift, and yes, we have Googled, YouTubed, <laughs> Amazon, Check Hulu, eBay, Netflix, eBay, Dark Web. <laughs> how do you get on the Dark Web? I don't know. You should figure that out. My aunt and I were just having this conversation <laughs> yesterday. We're like, how do you even get there? I don't know. That could be a tutorial. <laughs> 411. We talk to <laughs> But yes. So we decided that we're going to watch Night Shift, which neither one of us watched when it came out. I wonder why that is. Well, I'll give you a little background from General Hospital fandom. Go ahead. General Hospital Night Shift was an American primetime serial that ran from July 12, 2007 to October 4th, 2007, and then aired a second season from July 22nd, 2008 to October 21st, 2008. Prior to its premiere, SoapNet had announced that Night Shift would delve deeper into the relationships, friendships, and medical cases seen at the hospital. It was noted that unlike General Hospital itself, the stories on Night Shift would wrap up during each weekly one-hour episode. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. And I don't feel like they delved deeper into stuff. We're only four in. Okay. They're still okay. kind of okay. opening up. I will hold my judgment until the end. You're right. As well as being understandable to viewers who do not watch General Hospital. That I can agree with. Yes. With the goal to attract younger viewers, characters would be plucked from General Hospital's history and be mostly comprised of younger characters with ties to GH's core families. 
Night shift storylines, however, did not directly intersect with those on General Hospital. Uh, kind of did mm-hmm. in a couple places. Yeah. And I guess we can just go quickly down. So there's Dr. Andy Archer, Dr. Sarah Batra, Jagger, Jolene Crowell. And his, oh, it does say Jagger Cates. I'm like, does it just say Jagger? No. <laughs> he only needs one name. Dr. Patrick Drake, Toussaint Dubois, played by Billy D. Williams, who is Lando Calrissian from Star Wars. Wow. She's very excited. <laughs> go ahead. Nurse Epiphany Johnson, played by Sonia Eddy. Dr. Kyle Julian, played by Adam Grimes. Dr. Leo Julian, who was played by Dominic Reigns in season one and Ethan Reigns in season two. Okay. Dr. Kelly Lee, played by Mina Noji. I'm so sorry. Nurse Layla Meyer, played by Nazanin Bonatti. Jason Morgan, played by Steve Burton. Robert Scorpio, played by Tristan Rogers. Dr. Robin Scorpio, played by Kimberly McCullough. Dr. Claire Simpson, played by Carrie Southworth. Damian Spinelli, played by Bradford Anderson, Nurse Regina Thompson, played by Angel Wainwright, and Dr. Lainey Winters, played by Kent King. So that's all the people that we had, I guess, that were the main people right, on Night Shift. So how are we going to talk? Oh, real quick, before we get into that, I just want to do a quick apology in our 411 on Carpool Guy. Okay. I said the late Christoph St. John. Okay. Which is correct. I did not say the late Jean Cooper because she did pass away in May 2013 and even though she was older in her 80s and you know quote should have been expected and blah 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 right. blah, she still passed away and she's a daytime legend and so I should have said the late Jean Cooper no one called me out on it I called myself out on it and I just it bothered me so there there you go I am that person that tells on their self no one's shocked by that if they've listened to us before All right, so how do we want to break this down? So there's three discs in season one. We are doing disc one this week, disc two next Monday, and disc three the following Monday. Okay. So that's like where we're at. This week had four episodes in it. Yes. The thing I liked, each episode had a title. It did. I liked that. Maybe we should talk about that a little bit. Like what, before we dive into the story okay really well, it's way make, easier to come up with a title for 12 episodes 15 episodes whatever there is than to come up every day with a title absolutely gh so if you're gonna say you like that i don't think they're changing that for well, you. i know that <laughs> but i mean so Sorry. they definitely were shooting for the prime time they were shooting for the prime time but i don't think that they achieved that i liked the show i'm not saying that i didn't it was like they were trying too hard to validate right exactly okay. and maybe they felt like that's what they needed to do because i'm sure a lot of people talk not nice about it i mean we didn't even bother to watch it so well so it was on SoapNet, and for a while SoapNet was not necessarily available on our cable oh that could so be could it be that we didn't have it and in 2007 2008 i wasn't watching stuff online no i wasn't watching stuff online i don't know I don't know. Okay. That could have definitely been a possibility. Okay. But I, I never interested enough I've wondered to find it. Too, you know. Yeah. But I think that might have been it was, well, crap, I can't watch it anyway. So, yeah, that could be. But I'd have Let's to go just back wait and for see. a pandemic and find it on DVD. <laughs> right. Hey. It is easy to find the first season on DVD. Apparently, also, they did not put the second season I'm, on I'm DVD. I'm assuming not because I feel like eBay would have had that by now. But I agree. So I didn't write down the names, did you? I did. Of course she did. Uh-huh. That was a dumb question. So the first episode, <laughs> do you want me to just say them all? Go ahead. Okay. First episode is Freight Anatomies. Episode two. Oh, that was one thing though. They took the gurney up against the wall where everyone goes and sits. Yes. And has yeah. snacks straight from Grace. Yes, they did. Because I did. I was like, wait, was this before or after Grace? Did Grace steal from them or did? Yeah. 
Episode two is Skin Deep. Episode three is Paternity Ward. And episode four is Keep the Change. So, so what's one called? Episode one is Phrase Anatomy. Do you want me to read the little summary? Oh, go ahead. Okay. I didn't know that we had pulled all that up. An explosion leaves Patrick wounded. Maxie and Coop are caught in a compromising situation. Jason and Spinelli avoid police questions. And Toussaint offers wisdom. Okay. So Toussaint is Billy D. Williams, and he's a custodian. I loved him. Me too. I loved him. He was very good. So the explosion was... I still didn't understand. So they, they pull in. They hear someone's coming. A head trauma? Was that what he was supposed to be I having? think it was a head... No, it was um food poisoning. They all ran out there for food poisoning? I thought they were expecting something uh, else. Maybe it was a head trauma. Didn't they say something about food poisoning, though? They said food poisoning is why the woman that we don't know who it is yet the woman was being brought in right from the metro court but when they initially all ran out i don't know i feel like there was a lot of doctors so she and was nurses. maybe not maybe she was not the yes i think they were expecting a patient and, and then, then the ambulance happened. driver pulled in first yes and they pulled in all crazy and acting all silly and then it turned out that there was a can of laughing gas on the ambulance that blew up and Jason had to pull this unknown woman off of the gurney or the gurney out so that she he could rescue her from being burned alive, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, and then there was the guy standing off to the side who threw his cigarette, and that's why it blew up. Yes. I thought that was intentional. No. And then over the past couple, after the... That was Cody. Yeah, Cody threw The following episodes, you find it wasn't. It was just... Yeah, that was a total accident. He didn't realize... Whatever. And at the same time, the pregnant chick was coming in. Mm-hmm. Her name's Stacy. Look at you writing all those down. I didn't. Stacy, the pregnant girl's coming in at the same time. Pregnant woman coming in at the same time. I don't know. I felt like they were waiting for a different trauma than food poisoning. Because that was a lot of doctors and nurses to run out to me the ambulance for, for food, food poisoning. poisoning. I don't know how Why it works we- in real hospitals. But in Gray's, they send like one person out to collect food poisoning. But 20 people for head trauma. Right. Well, so the episode starts, too, with Patrick walking up on Robin in the shower. Yeah, that was a little steamier than what we you know, get so, in daytime. Yeah. But they weren't, they were dating, but they weren't engaged yet at this point. Right. So I felt like that was not a good light that Robin was shed in. She was way too jealous and snippy with him every time he looked at another woman. And I don't feel like on real GH that she had that same tone towards him but in all fairness he was also really oogling oh he was i'm not so patrick got passed out from the explosion Mm -hmm. and so he had to go upstairs and get looked at and everything and he calls one of the nurses lovely layla you know and it's kind of like a known thing that you know people like layla Mm -hmm. and for him to make that comment oh he was totally inappropriate and then he said oh that's the drugs talking and she called him out and was like i'm pretty sure they didn't give you anything yet so Absolutely, he was inappropriate. But coming from the general hospital standpoint, Robin knew he was a player. Mm-hmm. Robin didn't like it, but she always was like, whatever, you're going to make the choice that you make. If you don't think that I'm good enough to be with, then don't be with me. I have nothing to prove here. I've already proven it by being the amazing doctor survivor that I've been and all of that. And in this, she was kind of like whiny, jealous girlfriend. Yeah. It was very unbecoming. I agree. And I actually wrote down Robin's ongoing hypocrisy taking care of Patrick when she knows that the ER is like slamming busy. Yes. And she's like, I, and she even says later on, I forgot to write down why she said this. I have no integrity. She said that because it was something to do with Patrick. 
yeah, she was talking to, oh my gosh, all the names, but I didn't write it down. I can't remember either. But it was, you're, you're exactly right. It was very frustrating to watch because. Kelly. She was talking to Kelly. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I had no. a lot of names right now. Yeah, she was talking to Kelly whenever they go in to change, like at the end of their shift. And mm. she said, I have no integrity because she just yelled at Layla when it wasn't Layla's right. fault. Right. She was definitely not coming on to Patrick. Patrick was definitely. Right. She put up way more of a wall with anyone that was being flirty and cute with her than mm-hmm. she was being professional. Yep. So good job, Layla. Yes. And then do you want to talk about Stacy? Stacy is a HIV positive patient who is pregnant and she shows up in like every episode for some reason. My only issue with her was that when she came in, she said she needed to be seen because her knees were bruised from falling, which makes sense, but that she was there for her appointment. They don't do OB appointments during the night shift. I was wondering the same thing. Like, Kelly is there a lot. Although I would imagine that they do have an on-call. On-call for emergencies, absolutely. If she was bleeding or contracting or something that she needed to be seen, I'm sure you go to the mm-hmm. ER and you're seen. But you do not schedule an OB checkup during the night shift. Right. Unless there's doctors that work in other states that are completely different than anything I've ever experienced, which is obviously a possibility. But to my knowledge... It's Monday through Friday, 8 to 4, and they have every other Tuesday, they're there till 7 o'clock or something. Right. Not, no, you're not going to the doctor at 10 o'clock. And it was dark outside. You're not going to the doctor for a checkup when it's dark, dark outside. No. And you're not using the ER entrance. That's very true. You only use the ER entrance for an ER visit. So. Oh, and this is what I meant to look up. What was it that Patrick, so Robin and Patrick were shunned to the Mm -hmm. night shift because they performed on a patient that did not have insurance. Right. Which surgery was that? I totally forgot to go back and look. I did not look. Shoot. I remembered. As he was talking about it. Yes. 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 And I meant to. Yes. Because I wrote that. That was my like third note for the episode. I forgot how much I hated Miss Sneed. As soon as she came on screen, I was like, Oh, I hate that woman. She's such a jerk. And the male doctor isn't much better, but he was not as much of a jerk Fourth. as Miss Need is. Yes, thank you. And speaking of yes, yes, <laughs> Maxie and Coop in the supply closet. Oh my god, that was way more so... graphic than we ever get on daytime. So cute, though. If I had a boyfriend that looked like Coop, I might be tempted. But first of all, Maxie was volunteering in the hospital. Yeah, we don't really, we've talked about it a couple times with the Lucky getting addicted to drugs and everything. Mm -hmm. But I mean, she was really in there. Yes. And because they were hooking up, they had to flush the bedpans as punishment. Oh, okay. Wait, she called Mac daddy. Thank you. Absolutely. Never. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Maxie hooking up with Cop Coop and calls Mac daddy with air quotes around it. And then I have a thousand question marks after that. Absolutely. It's Uncle Mac. A hundred percent. She all the time totally acknowledges that he raised her in a dad-like fashion, but has never called him dad. And certainly would not call him daddy. Not while in that circumstance. No. Gross. It was very. And she said in that little kid voice too, like, oh, daddy. No, no, no. Yeah. It was not. Thank you. I'm so glad you got that too. I was so angry with that one. And I didn't like how nasty Mac was with Jason about the car, the ambulance explosion. 
He had nothing to do with it. And he pulled the woman out. Why are you being such a jerk? Right. It, he definitely came in. And Spinelli you know. was there with a gunshot wound to his foot. If Spinelli would have been bleeding out, okay, sure, let's yell at Jason about what's going on. But you knew what happened in that situation. So I just don't get it. I guess I'm used to him being more respectful now to Jason. Yeah. Because even though he thinks... He never liked him. Right. Never liked him. But now that he's so far removed from Robin, and he sees that he doesn't just go after people to go after people, Mm -hmm. he does have a line of respect there. I'm not saying he likes him, but he has a line of... And I feel like by the time it was 2007, he was past... And I do understand where he was going, because the last time that Robin had a boyfriend... Right. She became HIV positive and he's looking out for his niece. You know, he doesn't want her to get into another relationship. And at that time that she was diagnosed, it was a very scary situation. Yes. Not saying that it's not now, but you know what I mean? It was a very... They've come a long way with medications to treat it. Exactly. And Jason also had just come out of his head trauma and was just finding out who he was and was just getting started right. in the mob. So. No, he had justifiable reasons. But now he's a dad and everything. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing. Robin, when- it's not that episode. It's the, uh, I think it's the third one, as that you said was something paternity. Uh-huh. So we'll get there. Okay. So second one's what? Skin deep. Skin deep. Oh, okay. So they finally identified that the burnt person has the last name Barrett. Yes. They've never said that that's definitely Brenda or anything of that sorts yet. And Jason conveniently didn't read her little sign on her. Everyone's missing the sign on the room that says Barrett. Oh, and they almost had an autopsy performed on her because they thought she was dead. And that was freaky. Was it Layla that found her? No, it was... Oh, what is the other girl's name? Regina. Yes. Thank you. You're the one who just figured it out. Why are you saying <laughs> thank you I don't know. Me? Thank you. That's who we're talking about. So the quick summary is a patient insists, insists on Patrick's inspection. Oh, that was interesting. Jason begins his probation. Mm-hmm. Maxie visits Miss Need. Mm-hmm. Epiphany becomes irate. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Ford believes General Hospital to be cursed. So Patrick had to inspect a woman's breasts because she did not want a woman to inspect them. I don't have much to say about that. I think that he did try to actually handle it well. He was like, I need to get somebody else in here. Yes. He tried to handle it professionally. And I think that in the end, he gave her what she was looking for, the reassurance that she needed. And I understand, you know, coming out of a divorce and feeling not sexy, not pretty, not good enough, all those things, especially after having kids, because we all know they wreak havoc on your body, no matter how good you are about getting back into shape. I understand her wanting that approval, but I also, again, I can only go off of personal experience. If I had a boob job, I would not be showing up at the local hospital asking some doctor that I don't even know to be like, here, feel these, touch these. Are these good enough? But That's she weird. also, she was having, she was having self-esteem issues, thinking that she wasn't attractive. Right. I understand. And so she wanted a professional opinion of maybe someone who... I'm, I still don't think that the way that everything happened. I just don't was, know how realistic that is. I mean, that'd be a poll to put up. Have you ever gone to the ER and asked a, a doctor, doctor to that's check not out your boobs. yours to check out your boobs? Because yeah. I just, I don't, again, they were trying to create more conflict between him and Robin right. and like build up that storyline as a nighttime soap. But I don't feel like that was a realistic I don't right. even think they'd pull that on General Hospital. So why are we trying to do it for nighttime? True. And something we forgot to mention was that Miss Mead wound up falling oh. because she saw Maxie and Coop. Yes. 
so now she's in the hospital and Maxie went to visit her to bring her flowers <sighs> and to apologize. And Miss Sneed wanted nothing to do with her apology, but had an interesting question she for Maxie. She wanted to know if it was better. Restrained. 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 Then it turns out that Maxie gets MRSA. Yes. A staph infection on her bum. Because. Not, not good because we know Maxie has issues and any type of infection is bad, but kind of funny and ironic that that would happen. Well, but then exactly, you know, they start bringing up her heart, which we just talked about that they don't really talk too, too much about. Right. I felt like they did earlier on. Yeah. And Jason, his probation was that he was a janitor. Yes. But I feel like that was the perfect probation for him. At the hospital. Yeah. An epiphany laughing in his face. That was was hysterical. And, you know, he had so much personality on night shift. Mm -hmm. It was nice. It was nice. Because he, like, handed over this little note to her. She starts laughing, and he gives her the look like, seriously, stop it. Exactly. You know? Yes. That we don't see now. And the PTSD patient, Cody. Mm -hmm. We forgot to talk about him on the first one. He's kind of scary. He is, but he's definitely really struggling. So there's a, a vet that he was the one who threw down the cigarette that then caught the ambulance on fire. And he felt awful about that. That was not intentional. And then, But then he was also at the ER to get pills. So he's also having some drug issues. But he ended up stealing, in the second episode, he ended up stealing a few from one of the other patients they left. Which, that was unrealistic, too. Epiphany would never leave a prescription just sitting on the desk like Epiphany that. Epiphany wouldn't. No. Never. If they would have had one of the younger training nurses. Right. Not saying that they weren't professional, but sure, that's a slip up that maybe would happen. But Epiphany would never leave that sitting there. Right. And then Spinelli created a video game featuring Jason as Stone Cold, and he got him a website and everything. And so I started to think about it. And did you know that Steve Burton is the voice of a character on Final Fantasy? No. Yeah. He started, and so I was like, okay, when did he start voicing Oh, that's Strike? 2006. So if this started in 2007, that must have been like, Paying a little bit of a nod to something he was doing outside of. Yeah. So I like that. That's cute. That's super cute. Yes. And Spinelli said it made a big splash because he wanted to go to the comic book convention or whatever it is. Tech fair or whatever. Oh, and Spinelli was so cute hitting on the, trying to hit on And she only wanted to hear about Jason. She had no, she was nice, but you could tell she had no desire to be with Spinelli. And then he made it worse by bringing Maxie in. To be his girlfriend. Was that the next Lulu. Episode? Lulu, sorry. Yep. Yes, that we'll get to that one in the third. Well, and then there was that old lady in the first episode, the older woman, who was sitting there just needle pointing. And they ignored her. But they said that she comes in every care. now and again and she's lonely, care. so I get it. But at the same time, it, I want to know how she wasn't bleeding. Right. She you know. stabbed herself. She said trying to cut her broccoli, but how was she not bleeding enough that it was noticeable? Right. I don't know. Maybe she had put... Like gauze on it, so you can see under her shirt. Yeah. I don't know if her name was Stewart's or Stewards, because whenever okay. they'd say it, like it's either a it TS or DS. Yeah, I couldn't tell, but that was the old woman, and I feel like she's been on GH four. She's in a lot of things. She's one of so, those character okay. actors that you see a lot of. Anyway, yeah, she is. She's one of those. I felt like I had seen her on GH, but I could totally be wrong. Right. It's probably Grace. They probably took her from Grace. She's probably, (laughs) she is. She's one of those characters that's been there. And she had a really nice conversation with Jason. She did. She's needle pointing all these things for kids in the homes. And I liked that she asked him if he had any kids and he said, not living with me. Yep. But apparently the whole world did not know 
forget that Jake was his. I couldn't remember what right. timeline that came out because Robin later on says, well, neither of us are parents, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. So the fact dun, that he dun, told dun. her, wow, Zowie. Yeah. Well, and then, so Robin's response to Patrick taking care of the woman with the boobs, <laughs> checking her breasts. <laughs> Robin's response to Patrick checking being forced to check out this woman's breasts she's like a guy came in came in the overdose with viagra and i helped him out <laughs> i'm like good one that was funny but then who was she talking to that she said you know he's gonna ask me where i want to go to breakfast then he's gonna suggest kelly's which i'll know that he'll have said and that's when he, she was talking to pregnant Jason. girl stacy oh pregnant girl okay i thought it was when she was talking no, to jason because stacy so Stacy being there was obviously causing her to start thinking about, did she want to have a child? She right. kind of not thought about that because of being positive. And so she had a bunch of questions and that woman was super nice about answering the questions very and kind. being very open and whatever. Yeah. So she was kind of pushing Patrick on the case and Patrick said, you know, I'm not OB. I'm not anything that she's experiencing. Why are you pushing me into this? And she called Robin out on it and was like, yeah, you're not being very subtle. So what are you doing? And then she said that he's kind of, predictable because she had spent time with Jason. Right. Right. And so they were talking about the difference between Jason and Patrick somewhat. Yeah. Not that she was trying to get with Jason, just that friendship. No. Well, and somebody, sure someone overheard them talking because then Patrick heard in the locker room that she and Jason had been talking. Oh, okay. But then he also stood outside this room and overheard Robin talking with Stacy. What bothered me is he heard her say, he's going to ask where I want to go to breakfast. Then he's going to suggest Kelly's because that's where he wants to go. And he was obviously hurt or he obviously took in what she was saying. Yes. Sure enough, at the very end of the episode, mm -hmm. they're sitting on the roof. By the way, lots more doctors up on the roof. Yes. During night shift. Yes. Or nurses or medical staff. There you go. So he asks her and it bothers me. He didn't pause and let her respond. Yes. Or at least offer up somewhere else. I don't know right. where else to go get breakfast other than Kelly's. Yeah, he should have paused for her or given her a different option first. Like, I'm sure right. he knows whatever her favorite place is to eat. So sure. that's what he should have mentioned. Yep. I'm with you. Oh, Kelly. Mm -hmm. Kelly had a lot of friends in all of these. Did we ever address? Not yet. I have a feeling it's coming. Did we address that in GH land? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So I don't know what episode it was because I didn't make a note of it, but... Robin said something to her about it. I think it's the fourth one. Okay. So I got ahead of myself. Again. No, that's okay. But yeah, eventually Robin sees a condom wrapper on the bottom of her shoe and says, hey, you left this here. And she gets very defensive. Like, what are you talking about? Right. And then makes some nasty comment about how gross it is that Robin, which it was, but how gross it is for Robin to be carrying around an empty condom wrapper. And that's a different okay, sign. Okay, it's empty. Right. It's not like... It, unless the used one was in it. No, it was not. If it's just a wrapper. I mean, I personally wouldn't handle it, but no, you have to pick it up off the floor. You can't leave it in the patient's room. So exactly. there you go. But yeah, so that was a different side of her than what I thought we had seen. Cause I don't remember. So maybe we do have to go back and watch some of these episodes around this time to see oh, what was going on then. Yeah. All right. So we need to do a little bit more research on this. Lucky for us. We have two more discs to get through. So Yay. we'll all bring it all together. All right, so then the third one you said was called something, Paternity, Paternity baby. Ward. There you go. Jason babysits while Elizabeth is needed for emergency surgeries. Weird situation we'll get into in a second. Because seriously? Yeah. yeah. You don't bring your kid to the ER and then them call you into work. Patrick treats a rebellious teen. Stan develops a respect for Toussaint. And Cody restores, Cody resorts to desperate measures. So. Oh, maybe that, 
No, I thought he had already stolen them. I thought he stole them in the this second. This is when he held the knife to her throat. I okay, thought. that helps. Thanks. So Cody held a knife to Dr. Winter's throat because, and she, I felt like really was doing a good job. She kept referring him to the VA hospital. Mm-hmm. And then she did give him a script for six days of pills. And he was like, what's this about? And she said, that's how I know that you'll be back to go to this meeting or yes. whatever. I guess she, he came back later. Mm-hmm. So she's like, where were you going to score? And he did ask her out. Which was weird. And he brought her coffee a couple of times. I actually thought that was sweet until he held the knife to her throat. I thought it was like, okay, you know what? Maybe he's trying to come around. And, and then he went and held a knife to her throat to get more pills. Yeah. I guess that's that about. But so then Elizabeth comes in because Jake has an ear infection. Baby Jake. He was so cute. And Epiphany says, we need you in the OR. Right. And she's like, I have Jake. And she's like, you need to find something. No. I I mean, again, I'm not a nurse, so I don't know how it works. But I assume that you call the eight people that aren't working right now and say, can you please come in and take whoever says yes. Don't they have on call also? So, like, if Elizabeth wasn't on call... I meant if they had, like, extra... If they needed okay. extra. So, okay. there's the nurses there, then there's on call that you just kind of know you're going to have to go in. But if they had a crazy emergency, you know, that they need more staff than that, I figure it's like any other job. We're going to call you in and ask you to come in. If you sure. can't come in because you have children that you can't leave home alone... In or the middle of the night. Literally in the ER with one of them, you don't get called into it. Right. Or, I mean, so where's Cam? Right. So, let me run Jake to my Grams. And I'll and be right back. back. Exactly. Not, and I know it's Jason and obviously that's his dad and blah, blah, blah. But again, that hasn't come out anywhere. And even then, Jason was working. Right. You can't just hand the kid off to somebody else. Although I did think it was funny when, so the reason they were getting so busy is because there was a shooting victim and Epiphany goes, at least we know who wasn't involved tonight. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jason was working. But he was so cute with Jake. He was so cute with And Jake. then Toussaint called him out on he spending did. time with your Done. He did. And he took him to see the old woman. What I say her name was Mrs. Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. Whatever. And that was sweet. That she was. seemed like a very nice old lady. Yeah. Uh, this is the episode that Spinelli had Lulu as his girlfriend. Yes. And so Jolene was like, Yeah, I'm not going anywhere with you because you have a girlfriend. And then He's he like, tried oh, no, to back no, no. I meant girl. Friend, but he didn't. You oh know no, he's doing it to be jealous, make her jealous. So you can't backtrack on that, Spinelli. Lesson mm-hmm. learned. Yep. And then Patrick treated a rebellious teen, and it was just a kid wrecked his Porsche, and his parents' dad was mad at him. Mom was concerned. Yes. And Robin was trying to kind of play the in between because Patrick was getting all angry mm-hmm. because he was having issues with his own dad. Yep. That this dad wasn't being, wasn't behaving the way he thought that he should. And Robin was like, yeah, I've seen this before with Alan and Jason. You kind of need to let it play out. You can't tell people what to feel. Yep. At the end of this episode, they played Baby Mine from Dumbo. It was somebody else singing it. But I always cry watching Dumbo. That's when he goes to visit his mom in jail. I can't. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, they're really going to have Jason give Jake back to Elizabeth while Baby Mine is playing. It's okay, Shannon. It's not. I think I've only seen Dumbo like three times (gasps) in my entire life. So. Oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry. It's just the worst. I'm sorry they traumatized you with your music. Let's move on to the last episode then. Keep the change. Keep the change. Yeah, it has. There's no other way to take that reference with this episode. A patient's death is suspect. A strike threatens the stability of the hospital. Robin and Patrick confront relationship issues. Toussaint's past unravels. And Epiphany cannot keep her composure. 
So the patient's death. Right, that was poor Mrs. Stewart, Stewart, whatever her name is. Yeah, and they injected her IV. I don't even understand. Like, they're trying to call it a compassion killing or however they mercy say killing. that. There you go. Angel of mercy. Angel of death. But she wasn't that bad. She had pneumonia that she hadn't treated properly because she only had enough money for pain meds or for the antibiotic. Right. She spent her money on the pain meds. The doctor yelled at her, air quote, and then compassionately gave her the free the meds yep. that they had and said, make sure you take all of these because you're going to continue being in pain. If See, you I don't, don't think he yelled at her. I think he was just like, okay, so when you have to make that decision, well, that's just the antibiotics. It's because, air quote yelled at yeah. because it wasn't, he was saying it with authority. He's the doctor. Listen to me, but not without compassion for the fact that sometimes she really, really so had to money. make that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but Layla was the one who went into her room. Layla was the one, but why? I don't know. Because I also think, oh, was that this episode or the last one that someone was supposed to be doing the food trays? Oh, Oh, so, oh, we didn't even talk about all this. Okay, yes. Well, that's why they think it's haunted. That's why Dr. Ford Ford was saying it was haunted. Right. It's cursed. Cursed, sorry. But it's because, so some of the charts are getting all messed up. Someone's food got delivered to the wrong person, like, that has allergies to the food that was delivered to them. Dr. Julian almost operated and almost did an open heart surgery on someone with a perfectly healthy heart. And one of the doctors... The anesthesiologist uses his own supply mm-hmm. to knock himself out for a short period of time to get a quick rest. Right. Offered it to another doctor, and the other doctor was, quote, under, and someone walked in and bumped up the juice, and yep. the guy never came out of the anesthesia until the anesthesiologist came in and was like, you weren't supposed to put it up to this. And he, right. And that's, oh, I think that was episode four, because I don't think anything happened after that yet. He went and got another doctor to come do the procedure. That was procedure. the end of episode three. Okay. As far as the okay. meds go. Yes. So you don't know who upped the meds because it wasn't Dr. Boyd. Dr. Boyd is who was doing it to sleep. Dr. Archer is who was like, hey, you'll be fine. Just use this little bit. So we don't know who upped it because it wasn't Dr. Boyd because he was asleep already. And then someone mixed up the trays. Someone almost performed heart surgery instead of an appendix surgery. Oh, and Dr. That guy, I can't remember saying Ford. I know him. Like, I feel like I know him. Dr. Ford yelled at Regina and said how she was incompetent and that she should just do them oh, all no. a favor and quit nursing right now because she had to have been the one that messed up the codes. First oh, of all, no, 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 no. First of all, he yelled at her because she was, because he's black and she's black and she's letting them down. Yes. And he laid into her about that. About how disappointing, yes, which just blew my mind. So inappropriate on so many levels because he used her race against her. Yeah, that was the launching pad. Because if it was anyone else, exactly, I don't think he would have been like, because you're white, because no. you know, Absolutely whatever your ethnicity not. is, no, right. And that's the thing is, he had three different choices there, right? And he went after her. It wasn't, it wasn't fair, it wasn't right. I felt bad for her, and that's how she ended up sitting on the gurney and the janitor came out to eat his lunch and had a snack yep while he was talking to her also yep. so some more but he gave grace. her a nice little pep talk he did listen to lando he did he's awesome oh and then robin and patrick confront relationship issues that's just talking more about the baby stuff i still feel and- like that was weird too i mean i'm glad they're having conversations because you shouldn't waste your time in a relationship and then find out that you're on totally different pages. Like, you watched The Bold Type. Have you been watching it? I didn't watch the last two, but yeah, I know. Okay. 
So in that show, the one there are the two characters are married. They've been married for a couple months now, and now they're on the topic of babies. And she's like, "Oh yeah, I don't want any." Well, that's the conversation you should have had before you got married. That's a pretty big life decision for both of you. Right. So sure, Robin and Patrick should talk about that, but I don't feel like it was time in their relationship and yet. They weren't even talking about being engaged yet. And if you're in agreement and then one of you changes your mind, you cannot expect the other one to. True, true. Because right. that's not fair. Right. We had the conversation. You're allowed to change your mind, but then you have to understand that there may be follow-up to that that you're not going to like because you yeah. changed your mind. The other person doesn't have to. But anyway, yeah, it's a big conversation. Definitely needs to take place. I feel like it's something that you just kind of talk about in general, whenever you're dating. Well, and it sounds like and he's then being you have supportive. a real conversation. I feel like he's trying to answer her in a way that that's great that Stacy's having this baby. You know, like, right. he's supportive of the idea. Exactly, but we're not there yet because they're not there yet. Right. They're not there yet. But at the same time, so we talked about, we don't know how this really crossovered with regular GH. Right. We wouldn't have Emma without this show. True, true. Because I don't remember them talking about it as in depth. On. No. I know that they did, but right. Stacy is the whole reason why we have Emma. Yeah. And Jason got to spend some good quality time with Jake. Yeah. And Stanford came over to yep. GH for a little bit yes. on night shift. So. I love him. And I love that Epiphany is such a good mom mm-hmm. that she can say to him, we're totally disagreeing, but I love you. Right. Yep. I love Epiphany. That's not anything new. So, oh, and Lainey's dad was there because they were hitting on Alzheimer's. Yes. Again, which, and that made me mad that Dr. What's his name? Ford. Ford. I don't know why I can't remember that. Dr. Ford was like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. No, it's a Honda. Okay. (laughs) I was, I was just gonna ask. That would be really funny, but no. He said, no, we're not doing the surgery because the insurance won't cover it because your dad already has Alzheimer's. She's a doctor and she's offering to pay for it. And she has Patrick offering up his services for free. You really can't let it happen. Give me a break. It's very interesting. And I understand that we've been talking about healthcare and what a mess it is and everything for a long time. But it feels like, at least in my mind, 2007 was not that long ago. Right. And And they were already hitting on it. But we were really hitting on it at that time. So we've really been dealing with this issue for a long time. Yeah. And still not figured out. No. Okay. (laughs) That's a happy note to end on. So on that note, I mean, so it mirrors real life, which goes into our reality check. So what's yours? Okay, so again, mine is nothing about me because I do nothing and my life is not exciting, but I'm super proud of my son this week because he went out and bought a car, paid cash for it because he is so much better with his money That's than awesome. I am. Yes. It's a 2013 Volkswagen something with letters that mean something. I don't know. He loves it. It's a hatchback. It goes super fast and he is in love, but he bought it with all his own money that he saved and he worked hard for. And again, it's something I could never do because I'm awful with money. And just to see that smile on his face of accomplishment that he did it without any help from anyone else. And like he found it. That's awesome. All of that. So super proud mom moment. And besides that, it's really nothing. I'm still stuck in that. I don't know what to do about going back to school because our district came down with their decisions and I don't like any of them. So I don't know what I'm doing yet. And the girls have different opinions and I want to listen to them, but I don't want to listen to them because they're not on the same page as I am. And so, yeah, I'm struggling with it as I'm sure most parents are right now. Like I'm more confident about my daughter's school, but just because it is a smaller school, 
class size is already under 10. Yeah. Uh, and because the school is already equipped to handle extra needs of the kids. Right. So like, and I'm sure not that any school is laxing on sanitation and keeping things clean and good, but I'm sure at her school, because there are other kids with other medical issues that they're even more on top of that already. already. Right. So to say we're going to increase a little bit is not going to be right that much of a hardship for them and you can have faith that they're going to do it right because i mean as and far there's as less of share, a risk like fine. i hate saying risk too but there's there is there's less transitioning between classrooms right. and things like that like it's not going to be that big of an issue so i'm more comfortable about that i'm with you on i i don't know what to do i don't either and, and same thing. We're having the conversation. We're reading through everything. We're weighing all the pros and cons. But. It disappoints me. And I know that everyone likes to have their own choices. And I'm not saying that everyone else should have to do whatever. But for me personally, I do trust the higher ups in most cases. So I wish that they had a concrete plan. This is what we're doing. And that's kind of the end of it. The extra choices have me thrown. It, not We've been given within. three choices. We've been given... 100% back to school as normal, wearing masks, wearing masks all day. all day, going one way down the hall. You know, they are going to be limiting transitions somehow or something. Right. And hand sanitizer. And as long as they can social distance in class, they can take their masks off, but in the hallways. But for the younger kids, it's this. But for the high schoolers, it's this. Or they can stream through a webcam live all day. Because every classroom is going to have a webcam or yeah. they can do a 100% through the district cyber school. Right. And I, I just, I don't like any of those choices. And again, not saying that we shouldn't have choices because I get that, but I don't like the, even between districts, it's so much different. I don't right. understand why, at least in the state of Pennsylvania, every district has different doing. resources though. And that's, but that's, I mean, problem. I guess I, I understand it. It's ignorant to say, oh, but I still expect but in my mind, that would be my perfect place because I know a neighboring district, they've already said they're not going back for at least a month, no matter what. Right. You have no other option but to do the online learning for the next month and then see where we are. Because now that stuff's been opening up, stuff's been shutting back down because there has been an increase in cases. And that scares me. I am surprised that we did not start with hybrid. See? That I am 100% surprised Thank that you. we did not. Yeah, it's not even a real option. And I know they're trying to do better than what we did at the end of last school year, because that did feel like not enough instruction and education and all that. But all day, I just, I don't know. I can't picture my second grader sitting in front of a computer right all day long and seeing her friends there and not being sad that she's not there too. Right. And not being able to understand why we made that decision. But at the same time, I don't know that I'm ready to put her back in school full time. Right. Which is a mess. That's scary. So I know. anyway, not, I mean, not a, not a reality different than everyone else's, I'm sure, but that's where I'm at. Right. So how about you? We finally used our inflatable kayaks. Yay. I've loved all your pictures and all your so adventures. Much, it was fun. It was nice. So we got inflatable kayaks and I'm still married. <laughs> I asked for them for Christmas. My husband said no. So I did not get them. And then COVID hit and I went <laughs> and bought them and they just showed up one day. They arrived on a day where he was in a really good mood though. Oh, so that, worked that was out handy. Very well. <laughs> I don't think he really would have complained, but he even said to me like Wednesday night, when did we go Thursday, Wednesday night? He said, he's like, you know, I know I was giving you a hard time about the kayaks. He's like, but I'm really looking forward to going. Aww, and we all had nice. a really good, you looked like you were having fun in all the pictures and that your kids were and everything. So. Yeah. Oh, it was a rough morning beforehand though. We, oh. we had a behavior issue. 
that we were able to work through. So good. That's good. And I almost posted that on the pictures because, you know, I really do like to give a clear picture. I'm not like, hey, here's my filtered life. Yes. Yes. But we did wind up having a really good day. So she recovered from it pretty well. And we went on. But that's awesome. And same boat as you. Just don't know what the heck to do. Yeah, I don't know. Every time I talk to someone and they have a good point about either side, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. And then I hear someone else and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. And I yeah. just, I don't know what to do. At the end of the day, we just all have to do what we think is best for our own families. Absolutely. And not judge each other because everyone's situations are different. Yes. And Right. It's a hard choice no matter what you're saying. Right. So, you know, it's, and just have respect for everyone else because they're not in the same situation that you are financially and availability wise and kids needs are all different. And that's what everybody has to remember is we're all just doing the best we can. Yeah. And none of us know what we're doing, (laughs) right? But we're all doing the best at it. So So join us on Thursday as we talk with our July fan of the month. That was Sarah. A fun conversation. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Seriously. And I think we say this every time because other fans are just so much fun, but we could have done three podcasts with her absolutely talking so and so if you want to be featured as our fan of the month please go to our website pure54podcast.com and fill out the fan of the month submission we'd love to talk to you so have a good week and we'll meet you at the pier bye bye if you enjoyed today's show we invite you to go to pure54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform don't forget to leave us a review and you can also follow us on many social media channels just search for pure 54 podcast also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. 